If you've started your business, you might be getting ready for growth. At least in the past couple of years, I have hit multiple growth spurts and at every different plateau, there are new actions you need to take. For me, three years ago, this meant that I had to hire my first full-time team members. But a couple of years before that, it actually meant that I had to start investing in systems because I was doing too many things manually. Hello, hello, and welcome to Play to Win. The show where we turn your passion into profits so you can live life on your own terms. I'm Amy van der Pitter from Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode with simple strategies every Tuesday. Growing up, I feel like in Belgium especially, we get taught that you need to do things yourself, which leads to at a later age, and I hear Friends or people in my environment say this often, for example, like, oh, I don't want to pay $6 for an app because I don't think it's worth it. And what I like to do there and what I really had to teach myself because I was there as well, I used to not want to pay five euros to um, get my groceries delivered, for example. But at a certain point, I started realizing like, hmm... If I don't want to pay five euros to get my groceries delivered, what does that mean? How much time do I need to actually spend in the grocery store? And I started looking at it like, okay, driving there, driving back. And then it was about an hour in the store. And I realized that me not wanting to pay five euros for the delivery actually meant that I was putting a five euro value on my time of that hour. And I was like, whoa, that's not good. And that perspective really started shifting a lot of things for me because I was studying full-time back then uh, at university, studying for a business degree. And at the same time, I was working really hard, many hours a week, early mornings, late nights in my personal training business. And I started seeing like, I can't do everything myself, but it's also not like I wanted to hire people, but I did feel like I'm going to have to start shifting so I can grow my business, although it's really busy. Disney? Did I say Disney? <laughs> it's like Disney, but for your business. Disney. <laughs> ah. So although I was really busy, <laughs> busy in your business, uh, <laughs> I decided like, okay, I got to get less busy. At least the little time I have, I have to spend on the right stuff. So one of the first things I did is against other people's judgment, I found myself a cleaning help because I was like, I'm so bad at cleaning there. She's much faster at it than I am. And in the time that she's working, I can actually work on my university assignments or I can work on my business or see clients. So I realized fairly quickly, like, Hey, if I can make 30 euros an hour and I need to pay someone 10 euros an hour, that's an opportunity cost of 20 euros an hour. So I shouldn't be cleaning my own apartment. That's actually costing me money. And that mindset shift really got me to this point where all of a sudden I was like, well, you know, making invoices isn't that hard, but it is taking up maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. And I found a system and that system cost me $10 an hour uh, a month. And I was like, well, wow, wow, $10. I mean, I don't want to have $100 in systems is what I thought at the time. But then I realized like, wow, okay, how much time does this actually save me? And I saw that it actually saved me accumulated in a month, much more than an hour. And again, there I was like, well, my time is worth more than $10 an hour. So I started implementing these tiny systems. This was way before I hired virtual assistants and then my first full-time team members, but I just started implementing those systems. And looking back, I wish I would have done that much sooner because what I did back then is like, I would compare and review systems for hours on end. Holy shit, was there a big cost to my time back then? 
And over the years, I've just realized that no software is perfect. You just got to make sure that it does what it needs to do. It hits your main things. It's kind of like when you want to buy a house or an apartment, you're like, oh, I want a separate toilet and I want a garage and I want a balcony. Well, you're not going to get all three, choose two. That's kind of the same with software. So I decided, okay, I'm going to make my life and my business uh, much easier. <laughs> and I'm going to invest in a couple of those software systems. But it's not just about getting more efficient and saving time. It's also about what can we do to make our business grow? Which tools, what software do you need in order to kickstart your growth? I'm going to talk to you about the three biggest things that I've used in the past that have really helped me out. So the first thing is actually having a system for your email marketing. So back in the days, um, there weren't as many systems. I know this makes me sound really old. Well, I recently turned 30. So we're kind of nearing that phase where I can't be the cool 22 year old who started a business anymore. Gotta be responsible and not make that many jokes in my podcast. Uh, JK, JK, I'm still gonna make so many stupid jokes. Um, Okay, so when I started and I created my first online course, I didn't know how to edit. Just going to put this out there. I recorded the same video 13 times at a Friday night, 11 p.m. in the dark. I didn't know how to edit. So the moment I made one mistake or I didn't love one part of my video, I had to redo it. (laughs) 13 takes. And I created this video course of 31 videos. I recorded with my MacBook. It didn't have a camera or lights. Like who has that in that time frame? Didn't know how to edit. So every video was just recorded. Just like staring at 6 a.m. in my laptop. Uh, What's that called? A webcam. (laughs) Yeah, because iPhones weren't that good back then. And um, people would sign up. So I had offline clients, which means in-person clients, sign up for my online course. So they would literally just pay me, I think, cash for the online course. And then um, I would have to send them an email with the video of the day every day. Don't think I automated that. Don't you think I had a sequence set up? I didn't know how sequences worked back then or if they existed. So I just had this Excel file and every night I'd be like, okay, um, Sarah is at day five, so she now needs this email. And I would be ran, like manually sending out the emails of the program every night. Didn't have a newsletter, didn't have a website. This is how I ran my first online product. I manually sent out the day of which email which person needed with the video of the day. And they were all hosted on Vimeo. Vimeo, good software, but that's not the tool I want to recommend to you. No. <laughs> My tool I recommend for you to automate some things in your business is your email service provider. I currently use ConvertKit. I'm not 100% happy with it. Um, It does most of what I needed to do right now. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about ActiveCampaign, but back when I started, I used Aweber. Um, And Aweber was, you know, the tool I used back then. But what can you do to grow your business? Well, what you can do... When you want to grow your business, for example, when a customer signs up, you can add a tag and you can enroll them into a welcoming your business sequence, an onboarding sequence. For example, when someone buys a product from me, they will get a first email to tell them, hey, this is where you can find everything. And maybe a month later, they'll get an email like, hey, were you satisfied, for example. But you could also automate the fact that every week I send out an email for my podcast and I want my audience to continue listening to the podcast. So every Tuesday, an email goes out. Two emails go out, actually, one in Dutch and one in English. 
not we're not doing that manually at 7 a.m. I used to do it like that because I was just unprepared AF, um, but we actually just plan that in way in advance, so it's much more efficient and it makes it so that our marketing is really consistent. So using it as broadcast planning tool um, is fairly obvious and you notice, yet I don't know many starting entrepreneurs who actually do plan and stuff. They're always just sending out things the moment of and often people will have people sign up for a newsletter but then not send them anything. So setting up a welcome sequence is also something that will really help you. Why is this tool so important for the growth of your business? Well, if you are just growing your socials, but you're not getting people's email address, you're basically building a house on borrowed land. That's not good. You know, Facebook isn't yours. Instagram isn't yours. TikTok is definitely not yours. Um, And however much I love me some social media, and it has helped me grow over the years, the biggest mistake I made, or one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my career was overthinking and postponing growing my email list. So start growing that email list because once your Facebook account gets hacked or your Instagram disappears or whatnot, you will at least still have access to the email list. And when people tell you email broadcasts are dead, it's like people telling you Facebook is dead. I have the largest Dutch speaking community for ambitious uh, female entrepreneurs in Belgium on Facebook. Facebook is definitely not dead. I co-founded that with my best friend five years ago. And whenever people say Facebook is dead, we're like, is it? (laughs) Pro tip, by the way, when people say something is dead, it's because they're not getting the right results out of it. And that means that you actually have an opportunity to kick ass there. Maybe I should start taking LinkedIn seriously. That's a story for a different time. (laughs) I just can't seem to become a LinkedIn person. I think it reminds me too much of school and corporate structures, which I really hate. I don't know. Does anyone here like LinkedIn? Do you guys like LinkedIn? No. But then I'm also surrounded by Gen Z's in my team. So (laughs) I think that actually, I'm going to say the older people in our business, the more mature people (laughs) in the fast forward business, they do use LinkedIn. No, I'm surrounded by a bunch of 25, 27. What? How old are you guys? I have no clue. Hmm? Still only 24. So tiny, tiny baby eagle. (laughs) We have one team member who started working with us two years ago and I started calling her Baby Eagle. (laughs) And the funny part is whenever I ask Siri in the car to call Amber, it says calling Baby Eagle. (laughs) Ah, It cracks me up. Uh, Okay, this has nothing to do with the episode. Continuing as planned, we don't have to cut anything out, not even a Dutch sentence. I'm just going to keep rolling. So an email marketing tool. So important because I do this little funny exercise with myself. I'm like, what if my Instagram account would get hacked? And then there's this little devil inside of me that pops up. I'm like, this would be a really great challenge to see how fast you could build it again. And you would send out an email blast. (laughs) So I would definitely revert to my email list. So this is just my cue to you. Please start using an email marketing tool. Um... Email service provider is what they call this. There are a bunch of different systems for this. If you don't know where to get started, I actually have a systems Bible. Is it called systems Bible? I think it is. Fastforwardamy.com forward slash systems Bible. And I think it has my top 10 systems uh, you can use for yourself in there. Uh, From planning tools, other stuff. Talking about planning tools is actually the second tool I would recommend you use. And I know you're thinking, I love Trello, I love Asana, I love Notion. But you know what the best tool in the fucking world is? 
Google Sheets, such so as his spreadsheet, or like it's written in my notes, an Excel space heat. <laughs> there was a little typo in my notes. Just a simple Excel sheet where you write the task and next to the task you have a deadline and then you add a sort and you're like sort based on deadline. It's the best fucking time management system in the entire world. And then you can add the Google Sheets app to your phone and there you go. <laughs> um, so for all my notebook lovers, I'm one of you. I have approximately 451 notebooks scattered in my house. I'm actually not even kidding because I just had a bunch of notebooks made and I will probably average around, I don't know, 500 notebooks in my house. Yeah, I don't think we're exaggerating there. And um, the problem with that is that we are working hard on our business being busy. Um, <laughs> we are like, oh, I have so much in my brain. I should write this down. Oh, here's a post-it. Oh, here's a to-do. Oh, Different notebook in my... Oh, oh, forgot my notebook. Oh, I'll just write it down on my iPhone. Oh, here's my laptop. Oh, Apple Notes. Oh, how nice. Oh, iCloud disconnected. Oops. Oh. And the initial overwhelm you had in your brain has now gotten a lot worse because you were not catching everything in one spot. This is what I like to call in my Fast Forward Academy with all of my business coaches, the catch, batch, act principle. You can't take action and like batch all of your tasks if you didn't catch it in one spot and a good task management tool is one of the best things you can invest in and investing in doesn't mean you have to pay a couple of dollars a month for it like you would pay for an asana or something i highly recommend just using something like google sheets this is what i prefer you can you know make it vertical horizontal however way you want it use an hour to set it up and color code it in a way you like it make it nice and pink if you want to make it a place you love being that's my best tip. Make it so that your task manager is something that you're like, oh, let me just go and see what I can like cross off of my list, but make it accessible. So the reason why writing it down in all kinds of different spots doesn't work is you're overwhelmed in your brain. So you're trying to catch the tasks, but then they're scattered. So you actually don't trust yourself to take action on the different tasks. And that's why you then also stop writing the to-do list. So just make sure that you put everything in one spot. And if you are using something like Google Sheets, um, make sure that it's also easily accessible on your phone because you will think about it at times that you don't have your laptop with you, probably. And what's really important there, obviously, is to actually use deadlines. And what I also like to add is, for example, um, task types is what I use. For example, I have busy buffer tasks. Busy buffer tasks are call someone back or for me, it would be pay an invoice or sign a contract that has been proofread. A busy buffer task is not proofreading a contract that's 20 pages long and really difficult. Um, busy buffer stuff is things I do when I'm a little bit tired. At the end of the day where I'm like, I don't want to be bothered, but this is stuff I need to do. I'll do the busy buffer stuff and I'll sort it in my task manager, which is Notion, but I don't love it. I know, please don't send the Notion police to me. I don't love the system. I'm using it in my entire business, but... For me, it's not perfect. What I do like is the fact that you can make it pretty. Um, my big wet dream is moving over to ClickUp, uh, but it seems super difficult. So I'm stuck in Notion now. <laughs> and also my team will get a heart attack if I migrate the system, which at some point this year is going to happen and then they're going to hate slash love me. I've been working with a mindset coach and she said, I'm a verbal processor. I'm like, yeah, no shit. My podcast is my personal diary. 
<laughs> okay, so your task manager, make sure you use it consistently, add the deadlines and then the task types. So for me, what that also means is creating content is one of my task types. So sometimes I have to make stories, I have to record a reel and I have to write an email. Those are all create content tasks. And then I will also maybe have to decide on pricing for a new program, which is something I really... It, Hey, this is a really quick interruption with a surprise for you. I promise you're gonna love this. I was just in a conversation, actually a power hour, with a client in my mastermind, and we were going through her strategy of how to scale her six-figure business to seven figures this year. And I asked her what she wanted, and she said, yeah, I want a million, but I also want more time with my kids. I want to stop working evenings, and I want to have more energy for what I love doing. And I said, okay, no problem. Let's list out all of your targets. We did exactly that. And then we got to work on the key elements she needs in order to grow her six figure business to a seven figure business this year. And I applied my million methods. Now we worked on this for a little bit over an hour. And at the end I was like, well, this was really valuable. Why don't I put this into a training to share with my audience? And as you are here on a podcast, I want to offer this to you for free. Now know that working with me costs 10k for a day. The fact that I'm offering this to you for free is quite a glitch and I am going to delete this after a while. So if you want my million method training, there is only one way you can access it. It's by going to my Instagram, fastforwardamy, and DMing me the word method. If you do that, I'm going to send you my quick 24 minute training where I map out exactly how you can grow your online business from six to seven figures this year. So go to my Instagram, fast forward, Amy, DM me the word method, and I'm going to send you the link to this really, really exclusive video training. Okay. Bye. hurts my brain to think about stuff like that so that is a strategy task so I have the tasks I need to do I have the deadlines for the tasks if there isn't a deadline it's something optional it's never going to happen and I have the task types and then I sort based on the task types so that I can use the same parts of my brain as I'm doing these things so a good task manager will allow you to sort on deadlines it will allow you to sort on types of work or like batch stuff together it needs to help you. Um, so you will probably invest a bit of time into getting it set it, getting it set up in the beginning, but afterwards it's gonna make your work much easier because you won't have to do as many context switches in your brain. So um, of course you can use a lot of task managers, project management tools, all of that stuff. My preference when it's just you, Google Sheets. Yeah, I'm not an affiliate. I don't know the people from Google, they don't know me. <laughs> but they're watching. <laughs> okay, so we already talked about how you can grow your business is by implementing email marketing. It's going to help your sales, it's going to help your marketing, it's going to give you more control over your leads and your customers. Um, second system I would definitely use to make everything more efficient is a task manager. You can Google what are the 10 best task managers for solopreneurs, or you can just use something like an Excel file or whatever. And then last but not least is actually a financial tracking tool. Um, and I used to build this when I was a personal trainer manually, also in Google Sheets, just literally day by day, be like, this is what came in. This is what people paid me. This is what went out today. So I would just like track it manually per day. Of course, in today's day and age, you also have a bunch of apps. Um, I have this app on my phone right now 
The reporting isn't amazing, but it's called Money Flow and it helps me keep track of my private expenses. But you can also add different categories and add business expenses to it as well. Now, at this time, I have a bunch of different shop systems. So I use Plug and Pay for um, people to buy stuff from me. I also have Shopify. Sometimes people um, actually send me um, transfers, like just transferring their money. I don't know how you say that in English. Uh, so it gets to be a bit much. So what I tend to do is, for example, for my other business every week, I just look at it all together. I haven't automated a lot of it. So I'll just log into the systems and like collect all of the data and I have a sum in one cell. I'm like, okay, this is how much money we made this month, for example. Uh, but you can also automate this. Uh, usually, if you want to aggregate, is that the word? Everything in one spot. Um Google Spreadsheets is also going to be probably the tool you need for that. Uh, if you only use one system, for example, if you are getting everything in in your Shopify, then your Shopify could also just show you uh, what's coming in, but then you still don't have what's coming out. So I would just recommend you choose one spot where you manage all of your money. For me, because the business has been growing and growing, obviously there's a lot of expenses I don't make, but they just get made. Magically, money flows out of my business every month. Uh, <laughs> so I have uh, my accounting system. And on top of that, and that's called Exact Online. And then on top of that, I use Silverfin, where basically everything from my business gets combined. And I have a fairly good real-time view of what's happening but I set that up together with my accountant so it doesn't need to be fancy it could be post-its um, but you do just need to know what's coming in and what's going out so for what's coming in it could be that you manually just add it all up at the end of the day and uh, what's going out could be the same you could be like income expenses if you, it's just you and you don't have online stuff happening it could just be like that but if you have a store it might be your shop system plus the cash in your cash register just figure out a way that you have a really good overview of your cash literally what's coming in and what's going out because that will enable you to make better decisions in the future and if we're talking about literal software and tools my best recommendation there is that you do use an invoicing system if you have to send out invoices. So for example, in my Shopify, I included a an invoicing add-on. It's called Sufio. So I can send Belgian invoices because that's very different in the US. So that's called Sufio. If you want information about that, I listed a help article on my website, I think. Um, but on top of that, um, I also just sometimes have regular invoices I need to make. And that's what I started using many, many years ago. And that's called Wave Apps. And Wave Apps allows me to create a customer profile once and then I can just send them invoices it adds up the invoices and it also sends a reminder so I also like the financial systems kind of detaching the personal part from the invoicing part so it doesn't get annoying you're like hello can you please pay no the system just sends a reminder as a coach in a service-based industry, I like to detach myself from the money part um, where I have to remind people of the fact that maybe their visa was canceled or something like that. Um, it just saves a lot of time. And once you have control over your numbers, you can use that to make decisions to help your business grow. If you don't have any control over your numbers, it's going to be really difficult to determine, am I ready to take a risk? Am I ready to invest or not? And you're going to stay at a standstill. Uh, I explain more about this in my program, The Bold Money Makeover, by the way. If you are interested in that program, feel free to send us an email at team at fastforwardamy.com. I've created it in Dutch 
in the future, I'm also going to be recording it in English. If you're interested in it, go and check out our shop. Uh, you will find it there in Dutch. And if you um, yeah, want to be kept posted, that's not a sentence, but you know what I mean, about the program in English, feel free to shoot us an email. Okay, so um, we talked about all of this, but... What we didn't talk about is that there are a lot of principles guiding you in the decisions of your business. When you spend money on something or not, do you prioritize cash or marketing? How do you make all of these different decisions? I had a really long, hard think about that. And I created my business Bible with a bunch of the principles that have helped me guide my decisions throughout the years. And that you really do need to revert back to um, when you are in those growing stages of your business. So my business Bible is available to you for free. If you go and grab it through fastforwardimmy.com forward slash business Bible. It did not escape your notice that I also talked about my systems Bible. So I only have two Bibles and accidentally I talked about both of them in this episode. And now I'm looking at my content strategist and I'm pretty sure she assumed I was only going to talk about the systems Bible because I already talked about it in the beginning of the episode. Um, but no, I did not. I talked about all of the different things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Um, if you're interested in systems, go and check out the systems Bible linked in the description. If you're interested in all of the principles to skyrocket your success, there are 29 principles, go and check out the business Bible. Both can be found through fastforwardamy.com forward slash Bible, business Bible or systems Bible. And we've linked it up as always. And um, yeah, that's it for today, folks. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh <laughs> If you're here and you're like, wow, this Amy girl, she's crazy, but I also love the crazy and I love the energy. Well, you've never met me live, maybe, but live, I am even crazier and I make even more sex jokes. Uh, and also I help you to run a profitable business. So if you're currently at this point where you're like, I want to make more profits, but I don't know what to do and I get overwhelmed so quickly, let me guide you this summer towards a profitable business in my business summer school. Best of all, it is free, but only during the month of August. So go and check out the Business Summer School on our website or the description that has also been added and has so many different links now that our copywriter is going to hate me. Um, she will also listen to this. Hello, Megan. What's up? <laughs> it is me from the past. <laughs> Um, the Business Summer School is really amazing. Me and my team are running it every Monday th through Thursday, the month of August. Um, you can catch the recordings as well if you can attend live. It's every morning at 9 a.m. And we're going to turn your passion into profits. Basically, we're going to take you from overthinking and dreaming but not doing to actually daring and doing. So go and sign up through fastforwardemy.com forward slash bus. And uh, now I'm going to go because I still have 29 minutes left for one more podcast episode. So stay tuned for episode the episode of next week, it's going to be a quick one. <laughs> Bye.